0: Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Employment Notebook, where we bring you experienced individuals to discuss topics that focus on important aspects in the workplace. Now, in our technologically advanced world, the workplace could really be anywhere, and many individuals welcome the ability to work remotely. However... Some research indicates face-to-face time is still extremely valuable. So what is an employer to do? Jackie Vallée is the president of Vallée International and has over 20 years of experience in international human resources, including with major multinationals such as Intel, National Semiconductor, and Seagate Technology. Jackie, thanks for coming on the show today.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, let's jump right into the meat of everything. And really, whether you're talking about working remotely or in the face to face setting, what is the ultimate goal for employers when they're deciding what they want to do?
1: I think it's not a all or nothing situation. If you take a look at productivity, what research has shown is that it's probably more productive for some people to work from home. Mm-hmm. Now obviously if there has to be customer contact or contact with you know immediate contact with individuals throughout the workday, then that would not be possible. Sure. Another situation, you take a look at companies like Facebook and Yahoo, which is probably not a very good company to name at this point, um, (laughs) and Google, and a lot of the high-tech companies in Silicon Valley, they really have a lot of creative, innovative, design engineer type people. And they have found that having them work face-to-face in groups where they can be very collaborative and kind of feed off the creativity of their coworkers, right. that, that works best. So you see companies that have, that make it very appealing. In fact, I think it's Facebook that is actually building an apartment complex that is close to their office so mm-hmm. that it's it very easy for their people to come in and work.
0: Right. Yeah. And actually, um, I know there have been a couple of organizations, Zappos being another one that we've talked with, they're building kind of like their own community, essentially, in the uh, Las Vegas area where their headquarters. is. Has this changed over the years as far as the idea of face-to-face versus remote settings? Has it kind of gone back and forth? What would you say has been the trend maybe in the last 20, years?
1: I think that it's becoming a lot more common the remote work situation. And I sure. think a lot of that is driven in large cities where transportation and uh, commuting time is an issue. I think, though, that probably what's, what really has set off the discussion recently is Yahoo, their CEO, making the decision that everyone should come back in the office.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unfortunately, that kind of set off a firestorm. <laughs> storm. <laughs>
0: Why do you think it's important, though, for employers to understand that there are implications no matter what type of work it is? What would you say is the value in understanding sort of all the angles?
1: I think it's important for companies to treat this as a pretty touchy subject okay, and to appreciate where employees are coming from. You know, work is pretty frantic these days. Employees don't feel necessarily very engaged. And so they're They're actually kind of flexing their muscles, wanting to to have some accommodations from their employer to work at home. And I think the employer needs to treat every request seriously. But again, at the end of the day, and this is a cold, hard fact of life, companies have to make the decision of whether it's practical and reasonable to allow a a person to work from home.
0: Sure. Let's touch on that, just working from home quickly or remotely. Maybe you have a personal office that you're working in what are some of the positive results that employees and even employers might see if certain individuals are working remotely?
1: Well, I think, you know, to the individual, it is a wonderful benefit. And again, like I said, you know, we've had salespeople for years and years and years that have worked uh, remote or hardly ever in the office, but that's driven by the kind of work they do. But I do think that employees view it as a tremendous benefit. Now, some employees will tell you, that it's not for them. They're too easily distracted Mm -hmm. by family issues or whatever. I think the employer's benefit, again, research has shown that when a job is driven and focused more on productivity, that it can be a real boon to the employers. Now, some of the downsides, again, uh, we find employees that just say, you know, "It's it's not meant for me, I should be in the office. Downsides of working remotely for the employer, I think, are obvious. And I think I will point out in her defense that the Yahoo CEO, you know, needed to get her arms around what in the heck was going on. (laughs) She inherited kind of a mess. I mean, that's why she was brought on board, right? And she just felt like, you know, there was this scattered thing that she couldn't get her arms around. Who was working where on what? And sometimes the managers, I think she felt didn't have their arms around what was really going on. So. You know, I think in some cases, unless you're very disciplined, things can get out of control. Now, you know, if you look at companies like Facebook and Google, and I hate to keep bringing them up, but they're great examples, they do allow some of their people to work from home. So it's like depending on the kind of work that a person does, it kind of dictates in the company's mind what works.
0: Well, if we jump over to the other side, as you you know you did a good job there of touching on kind of the pros and the cons and maybe some of the challenges associated with working remotely. How about the positives of working in that office setting? Um, you may have touched on a little bit there of being able to, to really understand what's going on, but what are some other positive aspects to those face-to-face work environments that, uh, that we're talking about?
1: You know, a lot of companies these days have their the work kind of clustered in groups. So there's, there's kind of group projects, a mm-hmm. lot more now than we've ever had in the past. And, you know, people say, well, you know, you can get on the phone and talk. I don't know. There's kind of this feeling and research has kind of shown, and don't ask me all the psychological things behind it, but that when you're face-to-face with a group, you have this, it's not just the conversation, the talk, it's the body language, it's the expression, you kind of get caught up in the excitement. And again, I hate to focus on design engineers, but it's just this collaborative approach. I mean, even Bill Gates has said, you know, there's very few creative ideas that have come from a person that's sitting at home or in the park or wherever by themselves. When you get creative types together, they kind of feed on each other's comments and it builds and, you know, it's it's more of a collaborative effort.
0: So when we're talking about The idea between remote and face-to-face, as you talked about, it's going to be different for individuals. It might be different depending on the work or the organization itself. What would you say are some maybe options people could use of combinations of both? Have you seen anything? Have you read about any options? Maybe it's a a temporary thing. Maybe it's a once in a time, you know, once a week, twice a week kind of thing. What what have you seen that that might be um, some ideas our listeners could have if they're thinking about doing this for their employees?
1: I think that hopefully we'll see more of that. And um, I think that, you know, when people need and, and their work basically requires them to do independent stuff on their own, that that makes sense. Again, I think it's going to take a real understanding on the company's part of when is it good and when is it a bad idea and how how they can affect some workarounds. I'm not sure that the majority of companies understand how important it is to understand the whys mm-hmm. and the why nots. And I think employees sometimes view it as an entitlement, which is frankly not. Sure. So I think it's going to take some talking together, everybody understanding each other's points of view. And, you know, the hybrid approach, which is allowing people to work at home a couple of days a week and when, you know, when they need to be in the office, but it's going to take a much more close management understanding And it'll probably take more time for the manager and employee to work together on how you satisfy both.
0: Right. One thing that always comes up, or at least often comes up with items like this, is what happens if you're not offering the same thing for everyone? Are there legal ramifications? Uh, What are some of the factors to consider? Can you kind of maybe sum up some of those possible issues that would come up if you're not offering the same options to all of your employees?
1: Legal issues get into discrimination for the most part. And I think, you know, if you had a situation where you allow (laughs) all the men to work from home, but the women had to come in the office, I think obviously that would be um, an eye-opener. That that might be a warning sign. (laughs) Um, Or the same with different races. But I think that as long as companies base it on the type of work the person is doing, then they have a a good case. And again, it's just explaining all of this.
0: Now, one suggestion or, or scenario I brought up um, just in a, a question I'd posed to you prior to us coming on the air was the idea of maybe giving someone who's seen as an introvert more um, options as far as working remotely, or maybe they do a lot of their own work you know, on their own as opposed to working collaboratively. Are those areas that could be expressed in a way that's like, hey, this is why this person has this option. Unfortunately, you need to be here. Does that cause problems? Does that work out? I and mean, what's, what's your take?
1: I'd make the introvert versus the independent work two separate issues. I've known some introverts that have worked in very creative parts of the organization and they need to come into work. It's not as if they, you know, freak out and go ballistic if they have to work (laughs) around people. (laughs) But so I've known people that, again, based on a job, I think that if people do a lot of independent work, I think, yes, you know, they they might have a good case for it. Again, if they have to be on the phone... Collaborate, blah, blah, blah. That might not be a good situation. But yes, if they do a lot of independent work, that might be a good case for it.
0: So, your biggest thing really is make sure it has to do with the work and not any outside factors, whether it be, I mean, childcare or a sick family member. I mean, obviously, those are, it could be an unfortunate circumstance, but you don't want to make decisions that aren't related to the actual work itself. Is that kind of where you're leaning towards?
1: No. it's a combination of things. And and, you know, any time that you get into kind of complex situations, it requires a lot of human understanding on both parts and and kind of understanding the points of view. Now, if you have child sickness or the person at home is sick, there's always family leave, there's sick leave, there's vacation time that can be taken. If it's a one-off situation, yeah, I think that people can deal with that. And I may say something that's very unpopular here, but business is in business for, for business. Yes, they want engaged employees, but they're not in business to make employees happy. And maybe people don't, won't want to hear this, but if you work thirty, if you choose to work thirty miles from work, then that's kind of your decision, not the company mm-hmm. making you do it. So I think that you know there needs to be some really open, tough discussions about this in the workplace.
0: Sure. And I appreciate you bringing up that, of course, um, you know, you have your, as you said, kind of one-off situations and then you have things that might be day-to-day that, um, as you mentioned, it, it's not necessarily the employer's job really to make everyone happy. So um, I think you were being honest with that and I appreciate that. We are getting close to our time here, but I did want to ask you just from your experience, your conversation with, with others, I mean, obviously you've worked with different organizations, lots of different people what would you offer up as advice on this whole situation? What would you give forth if you were speaking in front of a bunch of employers, especially in this case?
1: If I were speaking to a bunch of employers, I would really stress the fact that it may be easy to say, no, everybody has to work in in face-to-face. That's the easy way out. Mm -hmm. But in management, you have to make tough decisions and tough calls. And I would start by figuring out what jobs and what work needs to be done in the office, and what work can be done remotely. And there may be situations where you could have one or two days at home and the rest in the office. But I think the onus is really on the employer to go through that process of thinking this through. And then sitting down and having employee meetings, group meetings, and then explain all of this to employees and help them understand that viewpoint everybody's kind of huddled in their own corner throwing stones at each other and it it doesn't work very well not very productive so I think managers really need to take the bull by the horns and start this and understand that it's going to take time and effort but that's the world we live in today and uh, we need to be able to accommodate people if possible.
0: Well, that's a very nice wrap up for this edition of Employment Notebook. And we've been talking about a little bit of the balance of some face-to-face time as well as virtual work when it comes to employers and what maybe they're looking to offer, as well as what employees are looking to get from their employers. Our guest today has been Jackie Vallée. She's the president of Vallée International. Thanks once again for bringing the listeners your experience perspective today, Jackie.
1: Thank you very much for
0: having me. And as always, we'd love to hear from you as well. Go ahead and send us some suggestions or feedback. Email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter, at the LJN, or also you can use the hashtag LJN Radio to get involved in more conversations on Twitter. For everyone here at LJN Radio, once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.